because with um, computer assistance, there will be no smoking gun. I mean, it's, you're not going yeah. to have, you're not going to catch someone at the scene of the crime. You'll have to, uh, to some degree, just take your gut feeling. So a cheater who, like Nigalize, yeah, that got caught with yeah. his phone in, in, in the bathroom stall. Yeah, yeah, with the bare minimum of care and uh, nuance and not being like a very blatant, you know, phone in the bathroom type okay. rousis or Nigalize type cheater, then you're not going to, to get a smoking gun, as Vichy said. Episode 11, Fabi, we made it. We made it to episode 11. We made it. Uh, Almost as, well, actually, we have, we've surpassed the Fast and Furious series. How many do they have? Nine. They have only nine, right? Yeah, so we're That's doing better. Good. We're on a roll. And with a smaller budget. This is the budget version, of course. Uh, this is basically what you will see whenever we don't have people traveling with us. Right now we're in St. Louis. I just got back from uh, New York. What have you been doing this week? You celebrated the win in Title Tuesday. That was a good, uh, good day for you. I haven't been doing much, honestly. I, I, I haven't done much at all this week. It's you... been sort of busy, but not in a way that's interesting for anyone to hear about. How come? Well, it's like, you know, the normal busyness of everyday life. You're about to move, right? You're yeah, I'm planning, I'm planning to move. Um, so that's, but yeah, it's not really exciting to talk about, you know, packed boxes and... So that's a big change though. I mean, moving always sucks. I, I'm, not, I'm not too, uh, it's, it's sort of exciting too. It's a, it's a lot of work, but not as much work as I would expect because I'm also clearing out a lot of stuff, trying to cleanse, you know, mm -hmm. trying to get rid of all the useless things that I don't need. It almost feels like a new beginning, right, when you're moving. Sometimes. Like, yeah, you're moving into a new apartment, new setup, new vibe. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting time of the year for sure. We don't have a lot of tournaments, but somehow it's still super busy. Like still a lot of events happening. We have the gala coming up mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of December. After that, we, we do your move and then we might actually go to LA. We still yeah. haven't, haven't made the clear plans yet. We're not 100% sure whether that's yeah. going to happen or LA not. LA for the chess boxing. Do you think we should do that? We should probably do that, huh? It would be fun to see. You know, there's um, Lawrence against Amon. Everyone knows about that one. Yeah. But it'll be fun to... We've kind of talked about it, who's the favorite. I, I still feel like Lawrence is a favorite in this one. All right, so there's been a couple of announcements. Uh, and actually, you've met one of the participants very recently in Toronto. Yeah, you Amon. Amon. Amon Hamilton was there as a commentator. He was doing push-ups. How did he yeah. look? How did his form look? Uh, I mean, he's a generally young, healthy guy. I don't think he has any boxing experience, but he's doing some training. Yeah. I can't like talk about who's doing more training. I don't know. Like we see videos and stuff, but who knows who's actually doing more, more boxing training. But I'd probably give Lawrence the edge for well, one like I think rather important reason is that he's naturally bigger than Amon. So he's, uh, you know, Amon has to gain weight while Lawrence has to cut. So I don't think that Amon is like gaining 10 pounds of muscle. So if he's gaining weight while Lawrence is cutting, it would suggest that maybe Lawrence will be in... They're fighting at 185, right? Which I think is a low, lower weight for Lawrence and... Definitely lower weight for Lawrence. And seems actually. rather high for Amon because he's, really? he's, a, he's a bit of a... But he's a tall guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like 6'6", six, six, something around that. I mean, I think they're around the same height, but he's, he's a bit naturally 
like his frame is naturally a bit smaller than Lawrence. So Lawrence cutting while Amon bulking is, you know, it seems like maybe Lawrence's cardio might be more there for... Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think Lawrence has been training for uh, quite some time, actually. Even before they announced this fight, I think Lawrence was doing some training. So he was always interested in this, like, chess boxing, or at least boxing avenue. And I think he actually did some commentary for chess boxing events as well. So he knows uh, the ins and outs of those type of uh, situations. Yeah, I, I, I have to give it to <laughs> It's difficult. On the uh, other hand, Amon is a bit of a stronger chess player. Like, he's a grandmaster. Lawrence yes. is a national master. Lawrence is, let's say, let's say around 2350. I don't know exactly his rating, but let's say around that. Chess-wise, for sure, Amon is the favorite. But yes. Amon is, is a 2500 plus. I don't know exactly his VDA rating either, but he's, he's a stronger player. But it might not make itself felt in so much as the boxing. Let's How many say, rounds do we have? Do I don't know. I don't even know the format. Boxing we should, and three rounds of chess. We should know the format. I, I have no idea what it I is. I want to say three rounds of boxing, three rounds of chess. So let's uh, let's assume this is uh, the situation. Three rounds of boxing, three minutes each. For an amateur fight, I can tell you from experience, it's it's not easy. Like it sounds like it's not a lot, but it's actually a lot. Under those bright lights, for sure, uh, the cardio is going to play a huge part. Lawrence. Is looking good in his training videos. His form looks pretty decent. I've been listening to some of his podcasts. He was mentioning the fact that he's focusing on uh, the uh, fundamentals. So that's good. I've seen some videos of Amon. His form it looks pretty shaky. <laughs> yeah, I think this will really be about the boxing more so than the chess. I right. mean, also, once you're, once you're physically tired, your chest strength drops as well. That's true. That's another thing. Like, we're talking about, let's say, Lawrence versus Amon under normal tournament conditions, not after they've been, you know, running around, they're winded, yeah. and potentially getting punched. So, we, we know Amon is a grandmaster, but that's different than being a grandmaster after, you know, you're exhausted and, and maybe you got, got, you know, hit in the face. <laughs> I mean, for, for his uh, sake, hopefully not. Oh, people will get hit in the face. I mean, that's... Lawrence is going to go headhunting, that's for but sure. But I, I assume that they're going to be, rel like, they're both really pretty inexperienced. They're going to be relatively cautious, right? More defensive. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe not. Like, I know I think I'm speaking on behalf of pretty much everyone here, but... Aman, are you working for this fight? Are you training? We see nothing from you. It's always behind the scenes coming out soon and zero and like if you're taking this lightly you're going to be in a world of pain my friend I'm out here grinding daily tired not tired I don't care I'm getting beat up I don't care show us what you're made of the fans want to know how you're progressing we're trying to make a fight here mate all right so let's see some content Stop being a big wuss because we are the main event of this card. All right? What's up, Lawrence? Buddy, I'm here. Uh, just want to let you know you're right. Not posting enough. But uh, the thing is, when I say that behind the scenes footage is coming, it's coming vlog style. Real behind the scenes. Not grabbing a bunch of small pylons and setting them up in a school zone and recording 15 seconds for Twitter. 
so don't worry. Now, as for the training, I mean, buddy, I'm right here. I'm at McDonald's, all right? I'm ready to put in the hours, because remember, the people have to know, I can't legally punch you in the face without gaining some weight first. So don't worry, I'm, I'm putting in my legwork, and uh, I'll make sure to uh, keep posting, keep you updated. Aman will just be looking to survive in the box. Aman definitely, I think, is going to be looking quite cautious. Lawrence, I think he's going to put a lot of emphasis on trying to take Aman out in the boxing. Because he knows in chess, Aman should definitely have the upper hand. So Lawrence is also an, an, he's an optimistic person chess-wise as well. That's true. Like, I, I know him personally quite well. And he can be dangerous, especially in fast time controls. He can also, once he's tilted, like that's his main, that's where his, his main difficulties could lie. Like mm -hmm. he gets tilted, he gets very emotional. And uh, he, it starts to be less about the, you know, objective factors and more about if he can control himself. So we'll, yeah, in that, that case, we'll just see because um, I don't know if tilt will play a role at all. That's a big one. But there's another one that was just announced. It's the fight between Andrea Botes and Dina Belenskaya. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that coming up. It's kind of funny. I, I heard about this in Toronto, like people were... Kind of speculating about it, but but why? <laughs> I don't why know. Are they doing it? They're like, so Dina is a is a very good chess player. Yes, and Andre She's around twenty three hundred. Andre is a good chess player, but not anywhere close in level around like, nineteen hundred. Yeah, like a chasm in that's, terms of skill. That's big. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a huge difference. Like Dina's played Olympiads. She's played against top chess players. Um, Andrea you know, is a good chess player, but not even close to the same level. Um, but from what I've heard, Andrea is like vastly superior as a fighter to Dina. Really? Like she actually has experience and is... How come? That's what I've heard. I don't know if this is she the, the, training or? the truth at all. I mean, I've seen some videos. She's been posting a little bit. Her form actually looks pretty decent. I don't know uh, Dina. I think she was doing some boxing as well. I think I've seen her um, try it out, but... I could not gauge her her form. I don't, I don't think that she has experience, but I think Andrea definitely might. no experience. So that's that would make it maybe a fair, fight. but still she could get but clobbered is on the board. Right? Huh? Andrea is much smaller, I think. I don't know. I, I've never Height-wise. met Andrea. Yeah. I've met Dina, but she's she's not big. I mean, she's, she's not very tall. Yeah, five, 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 five. Yeah. I always had the impression Roughly. that I mean, Andrea, I estimating. Andrea is uh, smaller, but maybe because I always see her next to she's, Alexandra. She's always with Alexandra. And Alexandra is pretty tall. And Alexandra is probably like 5'10", yeah. at least, right? She, she, she's close to my height, I think. Yeah. So Without that height, might, yes. yeah, that might skew our perception. I, like I've never, I met Dina on, on multiple occasions and she's not, she's not either tall, she's, I guess, average height, more or less, mm -hmm. average weight, see, but, but it, again, it, the fight experience is what really that's comes into one. Like, that's the more important thing, right? If, if, let's say, they're more or less within the same, they have to be within the same weight category, right? I think so. They will but, have to make weight, both of them. Yeah. And let's say they're roughly the same I don't know height. what that weight is going to be. I don't think they announced it. Um, I believe for Aman is 185, Aman and Lawrence, and for the ladies, I have no idea. So I would assume, let's say, like 125, 135, something along those lines. I don't think that they're 135. I would guess they're under 130. 
Less than that, though. I, I would guess. I would guess even under 120, might. I don't know. Yep, yep. Well, we're, but we're going to that should be interesting. I mean, that's like the chess skill is so such a big difference that the boxing skill has to be a big difference to compensate for it, right? Otherwise, it won't be an interesting battle. Yeah, so boxing, definitely we give it to Andrea. Speculating here because we don't have a lot of information. Definitely give it to Andrea. Uh, Chess-wise, definitely giving that to uh, Dina. And I actually think that she just posted she got her visa. So she's going to be there. That's good. But overall, overall, I'm giving Dina the edge here because... You want... You, you, like, she's you not going to get knocked out. That's unlikely. Yeah, so, that's true. So the chess really might play a bigger role. But actually, how do they do it? So let's say they finish the three rounds, nobody gets knocked out, and they finish the three rounds of chess, but there's no result. How do they... There's no result? Don't yeah. they have to finish the chess game? Do they have to finish the chess game? I mean, otherwise there's no... I guess they have like to you finish the chess game. You can't really adjudicate a chess game, Ooh. right? So if they have to finish the chess game, yeah, I have to go with Dina also. Yeah. I, well, again, we're like talking about chess boxing without knowing the rules of chess boxing. <laughs> I'm, you know. But I, I thought they should, they have to finish the chess game, otherwise, well, or knockout, yeah, right? it makes I mean, sense. Knockout or finish the game, yeah. That's what I would assume, otherwise it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because let's say you have a position, are you going to adjudicate it by like engine evaluation? Like... At which yeah no no way. yeah it it would feel a bit um, anticlimactic and not not really like a a serious sport you know if you're adjudicating the game before it finishes cool so your official prediction is you take Dina I take Dina as well on uh, in the ladies match and, and in the main event I will take Lawrence and I'm also taking Lawrence you're taking Lawrence yeah I feel bad we, one of us should give it to a man but okay. I mean, we're trying to be objective, right? Well, from what we've seen from the boxing, it seems like Lawrence is a better fighter. But then again, it all comes down to, will Lawrence be able to actually knock out Amon? I don't think so. And if Amon wins on the board, so it's almost also coming yeah, down to the I chess situation. don't really know the rules enough, but... Let's say it's just knockdown, I, or like knockout. To me, their chess skills are close enough and that... And the chess game. Like, if someone wins but gets... Doesn't get knocked out but gets, like, severely hurt. I don't think it matters. If the game is over in, uh, in a win for one of the sides, I think that finishes the match. Yeah, I don't know. We should probably <laughs> learn about chess boxing. All right, boxing. chess boxing. <laughs> let's, uh, let's assume those are the rules. You give it... You know what? You give it to Lawrence, I'll give it to Amon. I'll take okay. the other side on this one. It's a close one. It's a very close decision. Hard to, Dina, hard to say. that's pretty much unanimous. And then I go with Amon just because I think he's going to take Lawrence down in the chess section and you take Lawrence just because you but, think he's a better But boxer. you know, maybe like Andre has that energy. She does. That like crazy energy. Yeah. And maybe it'll be like a quick knockout. She just goes for the... <laughs> no way. No, we well, don't have two, power. Come and on. then and then it's it's over. It slides out. Maybe she doesn't have power to finish her off. No way. All right, we'll move on from chess boxing for the moment. What else has been happening in chess world? Metal water championship happening in San Francisco. Yeah, it's ongoing. That's a fun event. Ongoing, yeah. 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 Uh, um, Magnus won all his matches so far. We're speaking about this after the three rounds, three matches have been played. Fourth match ongoing. Fourth David. Uh, Magnus won all his matches. Duda won all his matches. And Magnus already actually won the whole tour. Yeah, it makes the event rather 
Like, is it so interesting anymore when you know Magnus has won and he continues to like, why you know mop up in every single match? He beat Anish, he beat Erigaisi, Arjun, uh, he beat Mamadiarov. Yeah, he's doing pretty well in that one. Mamadiarov is struggling. I think he lost 3-0 against Magnus, and then he also lost pretty badly against uh, West against Duda. He won one match. He won his first match. I can't remember against who. Let's take a look. He lost two matches. This I remember. He lost the second and third. He lost the second and third, yeah. I think one was to Lekong Lim. Yeah. Yeah, in the third one, he lost uh, against Magnus. That was pretty bad. In the second one, he um, actually lost against Duda. And the first one, he won against Pragnananda. Okay. Pragnananda is an interesting... His matches are all very, very tight. Mm -hmm. Two and a half, one and a half, yeah. he lost against Mamediarov. After that, he... No, against Giri, he, so he had a 2-0 lead against Giri. Yes. And he loses 0-2. Giri wins two games on demand to tie the match, take it into a blitz uh, tiebreaker. Where Which he wins. He beats him quite narrowly. Uh, I mean, one and a half, half, but he, Giri was... In some danger in the second game, where it was like Oscar Bishops, but Giri had no time, so you could feel that there was some danger there. Yeah. And then in third one, uh, Pragnananda actually beats Lekwang Liam 3 yeah, 0. Yeah, he destroyed. I mean, this was amazing. 3 0 against Lekwang Liam. It's a remarkable result. So Lekwang is struggling in this event. Magnus dominating. Uh, Magnus Duda. Duda. Duda so far dominating. Really well. Yeah. And actually, he had an amazing game. I think it was yesterday against Anish. It was this complete crazy sacrifice, rook to g7, and like a checkmating path uh, that went on for like 11 moves or something like that. Yeah, it was rook g7. I think white was winning in many ways, but it's a force made rook g7 and it's very so beautiful. Nice. You sack the rook, then you uh, sack the queen, yeah. and also you kind of sack the knight on g4, so you basically end up down a rook and queen, uh, but with sorry. a... You, you, you sack everything. Yeah, and if uh, the king goes to g4, you go h3. King g4, h3 is made. And if so the king nice. goes back to g6, rook e5, it doesn't look like a mating net somehow. It doesn't look like white's pieces are coordinated enough to checkmate, but it's a forced checkmate. Black can't block this diagonal in any meaningful way. And going back, yeah, you get king of seven, rook e7, seven, king g8, knight h6, knight h6 and rook h7. And and rook checkmate. Seven. It's so nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very beautiful and very unusual. Um, because the pawn in f6 is so crucial to the attack. It holds everything together. Holds the rook on e7, stops king g7, all sorts of things. Yeah, I really love that game. So the standings right now are looking as follows. It's Magnus, three victories, nine match points. Jan Shishtov Duda, nine match points. And then Anish, Lekwang, and Pragnananda with four uh, match points which I'm not 100% sure why, I guess because Pragnana lost with Giri in tiebreaks, so he gets one point from uh, that and one against Lekwang. Shakriar struggling, but three points. Wesley with three points, struggling a little bit. Wesley yeah, Wesley well. lost two matches. And uh, Arjun Erigaisi. Arjun is struggling quite a lot. Quite, and that's good news for you, actually. Okay, I don't... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so what, what you're talking about is the Speed Chess Championship is starting soon. I play Arjun Ergaisi in the first match. Yeah. In the round of, I guess it's 16, right? Yes. In fact, and, let me just pull up. But format is so different. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm 
his result here has any relevance on how he'll play against me. I mean, he's a very tough opponent, but uh, yeah, I mean, everyone is tough in this <laughs> field. Actually, that... let's speak about that a little bit because that's such a nice bracket. Um, Hikaru, and let's actually try to analyze. We'll give our prediction for how the bracket is going to play out. Hikaru versus David Paravian. Okay, Hikaru is like 95%, I guess. Huge favorite. Very, very big favorite, yeah. Likely to advance against one of uh, Levon Aronian or Dimitri Andreykin. 50-50. 50-50. I see yeah, Andreykin pure 50 Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way because Levon can come out and It's play a very close one. Super powerful chess. Uh, like, Levon's upper level is higher. Uh, he's he's objectively a stronger player than Andreykin. Um But Andreykin, like, will have that consistency once they're very, very low on time. He's very good low on time. So if Levon has a bad day, he could get crushed. If he has a good day, he could crush. We might see something more, you know, more likely to be in the middle where uh, it's a tight match. But yeah, for me, it's a 50-50 matchup. Yeah. But and then Hikaru against either of them is a is a favorite. So Hikaru versus Hikaru, I will say versus Andreykin, you will say 50-50. Definitely uh, Hikaru a favorite to advance after that one. But Let's I go. think like Hikaru against Levon could get dangerous for Hikaru because he could he could get outplayed if Levon's in good shape. Yeah. Like Levon has that upper level which is very high. Well Hikaru Andreykin is very likely Hikaru advances as well. And Levon actually beat Hikaru quite a few times uh, in classical chess. I think Hikaru had quite some difficulties playing against him. Uh, Dingli Ren versus Grishchuk. That's an interesting one. Small edge to Ding. Small, small one. 55-45. Yeah. Um, I'll give that to Grishchuk. But I haven't seen him play much. I think that's going to be a problem for him. Has I don't think played? he likes online chess as much. No. He's a no. very good speed chess player, but online chess doesn't suit him as much as over the board. That's it, my feeling. It feels like that. I agree with that. Still. You know, with the player of his class, uh, he's capable of beating anyone. Cool. And Ding, who knows, like, his time zone <laughs> could, <laughs> could play a role. You know, you never know. With his internet the, connection. His, his time internet zone. connection, yeah. He, he has some instability with those factors. Uh, Nihal versus Anish. That's an interesting one. Uh, they have some history. They just uh, did it in the CGC. And actually, Nihal took him down. That uh, Armageddon. What's it like? Armageddon? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, he won Armageddon very close. Rook Endgame, which was a draw, but two he, versus one. Yeah. Two against one. I would say like 60 40 Nihal. Maybe a bit more than that, but uh, I mean, I wouldn't underestimate Anish, but Nihal basically was tied. I mean, last time he advanced to the semi final mm -hmm. against Wesley, and it was like a 15 to 13 match decision. I mean, the final score was that, which is so close against Wesley, who, who I would say as an online player is among the best and better than Anish in these formats. So Nihal would give him the edge, but not a huge edge, but okay, 60-40, something oh, around Nihal, that yeah. seems fair, yeah. I give Anish um, the edge on this one. And then I think we're going to see Anish advance all the way to uh, the finals of that bracket, that side of the bracket. You think Anish is going to go through Nihal and either Ding or Grishu? Yeah. That's a very bold prediction, but it's And I possible. think he's going to lose against uh, Hikaru, and Hikaru is going to advance to the finals. And now we're getting into the second part of the bracket, which uh, 
is quite interesting. Magnus versus Gukesh. 99% Magnus? 99%. Well, Fabiano versus Arjun, <laughs> I mean, that's no, a good one. No offense, but uh, Magnus against Gukesh, like, it would take an internet blackout normally for him to lose a <laughs> How many rounds do they play, by the way? How many rounds do you guys play? Uh, so it's 90 minutes, 5 minute mm -hmm. with 1 second. 60 minutes, 3 minute with 1 second. And 30 minute, 1 minute with 1 second. That's a super long event. It's that's like, like three, 3 hours. 3 hour matches, yeah, that's the usual. Holy smokes. So, yeah, you don't really have accents. Like, whoever's playing better that day is the winner. And Magnus is, has been so good in these events. He has the consistency, while Gukesh doesn't really like online chess. Mm. I, I heard that he doesn't enjoy playing he online chess. Like it, though. He focuses more on over-the-board chess. So those factors combined, I would say this is like a really, really, really favorable matchup for Magnus. Definitely a big favorite in that one. And then... Uh, I think I'm going to take this guy, Fabiano. Uh, I mean, you don't have to say it because I'm here. <laughs> but I, I won't comment, yeah. you know, on my match. Well, uh, I will. I think you have a pretty decent edge. Uh, definitely with Arjun uh, struggling right now in the mild water. So that's a big one. And then that could set up a nice match between you and Magnus. I mean, if I get past Arjun, then I'll just say that I will enjoy the match against Magnus. Like, it's a... It's an interesting challenge. It's very difficult, of course. I mean, yeah. nobody will claim I'm not the underdog. Like, that's pretty clear. But, uh, but it's still a fun challenge, you know. Last match between you and Magnus was in Norway, I think, uh, in Chess 960. Haven't played a match against him since, right? Match? No, match. so I played online. Yeah. And during the pandemic, I played a match. Oh, you did? The Clutch Chess, that was... It was like a different format because oh, yeah. some games were weighted more than others. It ended... I mean, I just had to draw the final game to win the match. It was quite quite heartbreaking. I lost the final game and he took the match. It was, it was a clutch game. I was up two points and the final game was worth three points. And uh, and he won the clutch game well, and, that's... and took the, the final. It was the final of the thing. <laughs> so well, yeah, that was the last time that we played a match. Good one to, uh, to get some revenge for that one. But yeah. first you have to pass through uh, Arjun, who is definitely no pushover. So that's... That's going to be a big one. Look, these matches are all super fun. No, no, Arjun is really, really good. Of course. Wesley versus uh, Nodirbek. Wesley, solid favorite. I mean, 70-30, I would say. Mm. Okay. Jan versus MVL. Pure 50-50. Like, this is really? the closest that you could get. Yeah, two guys who are both really good. Uh, could have their shaky days, but at their best... Maxime beat Magnus last time, you know, that's all you need to... Not last time, but um, like 2019 he beat Magnus, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously, Jan uh, is No, very, Maxime is good. Maxime is definitely Maxime very, very, good. is very good. He could have off days, though. Like last yes. time, I, I knocked him out in the last year's edition of this. And uh, so he, he had an off day that time. Jan, mm -hmm. of course, also very, very good. Could we have haven't seen day. Jan in a while. I don't know. It all feels like... So much time has passed, but it actually hasn't. I mean, it hasn't been much since Singfield. How many months has it been? Like a month and a half, something like that. I guess a bit more. Yeah. So it just feels like a lifetime since I've seen uh, Nepo compete. But um, well, he played the Fisher Random. He lost to Nakamura in there the we final. Go. So he actually got to the final, and he was like a step away from becoming the Fisher Random World Champion just because he just had yeah. to draw a position with Black where he was slightly better, and it equalized on the clock. 
it was very close to him winning that tournament. There's a big change in uh, MVL's team. Uh, he just posted actually on his blog that he cut his uh, cooperation with Etienne okay. Bacro for like seven years. I think they were working together in mm -hmm. 2015, since, uh, since 2015. Um, how do you think that's going to impact him? He said that he's already working with a group of other players in a different format or like a different setting. And he was mentioning that he's getting used to that setting. It's an interesting, very, very interesting blog post, I have to say. I haven't read it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like he's, uh, I guess, good friends with Etienne. They've worked for a long time. I don't know his new team of people. Mm -hmm. It's uh, always different to change from working with one person to a team of people. Mm -hmm. Has its uh, pluses and minuses. You know, you have to manage a lot of people. It's a bit more stress. Uh, takes a bit more energy. On the other hand, they can provide more valuable work that you can use. Uh, I'm. A bit surprised they stopped working because they were working for such a long period of time. And I, good I, friends, I think, also. Yeah, like uh, it seemed more of like a friendship type of working thing. Yeah. Not not like he's hiring a trainer. Of course, I'm you know I'm sure it was also a professional thing, but like uh, it's good to work with someone that you're you're uh, friends with. I yeah. mean, it's just just a good good to have that trust. And uh, but we'll see. Uh, maybe he wanted to change some things because his results have been a bit up and down and some definitely disappointments in terms of his FIDE rating dropping quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, like 2740 nowadays, right? Maybe he needed a change for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a very interesting one for sure. So I'll take Wesley against Nodirbeck, you take Wesley as well. Let's try to uh, put together this bracket side also. Nepo versus MVL, I'll give it to MVL on that day. So let's see. A Big clash between Wesley and MVL in my in my view. You said 50-50, right? On between Jan and MVL. Yeah, yeah, I would um, say. Who do you think advances from Wesley or either Jan and MVL? Wesley should be a slight favorite. He's he's very good at these um, these formats. I know Chess.com stats have his accuracy higher than most others, like uh, I think second only to Magnus in terms of accuracy. But accuracy, it's a metric which, you you know, engine accuracy doesn't always translate to to success in a game, right? That's true. Because some moves are more, have more weight on them than others. But still, he, he's, he's very good. He's been successful in these formats. I don't think he's won one of these, but he's gotten to the final more than once. <clears throat> Last time he got to the final, against Hikaru. Hikaru beat him, I think, pretty handily, but still, he got to the final. So against most of the field, I would put, pick Wesley as a favorite, except against Magnus, Hikaru, obviously. I think in those, both those cases, he would be a heavy underdog. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um, I would say maybe Ding would be a toss-up between him and Ding. And other matches are, of course, close. Like, you know, we're talking maybe 55-45, but Slight edge to Wesley against guys like Jan, Maxime. So Wesley Rabon. makes it to the finals of that side of the bracket. You make it, you take Wesley down, and then big clash with Hikaru in the finals. That's our prediction. Is that official? Is that our official prediction? I, I mean, we have to. We I have, have to no prediction on my own player. You know. <laughs> there we go. That's the official prediction. All right. Very, very fun event. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, always the matches. I mean, three hours of super competitive chess. And it's always nice to see these clashes. 
Uh, what's next? I mean, we have some updates in the uh, Neiman versus Magnus case. I haven't been following that, but you said you followed some of the updates. What happened? Yeah, it's so. First of all, Vichy gave an interview where he said that he didn't see any irregularities in uh, Hans Neiman's play. People have said that Neiman is cheating. So this is how the thing started. And, and then it hit me, oh, they're actually accusing him of cheating. And do they have any proof? Because one thing, the moves didn't say anything to me. I don't know, am I naive or are my colleagues paranoid? <laughs> it... He looked at the games, they looked like normal games. He didn't even like think of cheating until people started saying the word cheating. And then he said, maybe I'm naive or maybe my colleagues are paranoid, <laughs> which is uh, definitely a possibility that there's some paranoia going around. I think we've said as much that uh, it's not, like it's very easy to get caught up in the, in the suspicions and tip over the edge into paranoia. Mm -hmm. It's not difficult. I've, I know that from personal experience and I don't know if we're talking about that in this case, uh, I mean, obviously there is some, some smoke and potentially some fire with Hans. You mm -hmm. know, he has admitted as much, right? He has said that in the past he did, uh, he did cheat in some games when he was younger, and obviously that makes us a bit more naturally suspicious. Mm -hmm. What Vichy said, he didn't see anything from the games. It's kind of what I also thought that from the Singfield Cup, I didn't see anything in the games that was like. Yeah, he said the one thing that. Uh, is that the moves didn't say anything to me in terms of cheating. From the Singfield Cup, especially, I, I would agree. Yeah, I didn't see anything from the Singfield Cup. But if we're talking online chess and all the chess that Hans has played, then of course, I don't think Vichy has checked every single game. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm too trusting, or maybe I've just gotten to the habit of uh, what I cannot prove is better to keep your mouth shut. You know, that sort of uh, approach. Because with um, computer assistance, there will be no smoking gun. I mean, it's, you're not going yeah. to have, you're not going to catch someone at the scene of the crime. You will have to, uh, to some degree, just take your gut feeling. Yeah, I think so, this is the, I mean, barring a major accident, a cheater who... Like Nigalize, yeah? That got caught with yeah. his phone in, in, in the bathroom stall. Yeah, yeah, with the bare minimum of care and uh, nuance, and not being like a very blatant, you know, phone in the bathroom type okay. rousis or Nigaliza type cheater, then you're not going to, to get a smoking gun, as Vichy said. You either have your intuition or statistical evidence to fall back on, and statistical intuition we can't lend much uh, value to. Mm -hmm. uh, although, like, maybe you get a personal value, right? You trust your intuition, but the outside world can't. Um, and statistical evidence we can give value to, but how much we trust it, and since different sources have different, um, different let's say, thresholds of evidence and uh, different ways of measuring the data, mm -hmm. then it's really it's also hard to say. Like you know, Chess.com has their system, um, Chess24 has their and system, has their own and, system. Uh, Ken Reagan, Fide have Fide. their system. So. Yep. So this is true, it's, it's very, very difficult. I think that the whole Neiman case highlighted our difficulty in catching cheaters with great accuracy. Yep. Uh, and also in terms of like what constitutes uh, evidence 
and what is what constitutes a false allegation, right? Like we're we're really on a fine line here between reasonable suspicion and false allegation. Mm -hmm. It's it's very very close. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So still some difficult questions to answer there, which Vichy highlighted. And you mentioned that there were some uh, updates in the case. What were those updates? I think something about jurisdiction. Yeah. So I think that uh, before we even get into the meat of the lawsuit, you know. Uh, the actual merit of the lawsuit, they kind of is being challenged. They messed up a bit with uh, the procedural part of it, which is with the jurisdiction. They called, uh, they said that Magnus is a resident of Norway, mm -hmm. and for this like diversity jurisdiction, they, the language has to say that he's a citizen of Norway. I think he has now a week to correct that or his lawyers have a week to correct that mistake which I guess will be done and then we'll but yeah it's it's like uh, all this boring boring legal stuff now it will get it'll so nothing long. actually big happened nothing right? nothing really happened I think also play Magnus group basically delayed the whole process by and made it a bit harder on Neiman and his lawyers yeah they just with some Norway has objected to service by mail under the uh, Hague Convention. So Play Magnus looks to be making things a bit hard on uh, Neiman, it seems like. Yeah, it looks like just some extra money and extra headache for, yeah. for Neiman's side. Which I guess it's, it's, <laughs> it's their right, you know, they're getting sued, they, they have the right to... Uh, it has to be that, why yeah. not? I like it. So now we'll see like nothing happen for a while and then something will, some small update again. After, after some time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And speaking of uh, Hans, actually, he's leading the uh, American team going into this um, World Team Championship, which is actually quite a fun format. I was uh, looking through the press releases, and it seems like there's 12 teams, two groups, uh, rapid chess, and it seems like there's going to be finals, semifinals, like some sort of a bracket later mm -hmm. on, which is quite fun. Wait, so, uh, can you show the list of teams again? Let's yes. go Actually, through the teams. Exactly. Which ones are you interested? Well, so we had the flag USA. Up there, right? Let's talk about USA. John Donaldson is the captain. Hans, uh, leading team, uh, Bruzon. Second uh, board, Alexander Onischuk. Third, and uh, Akobian and Quesada. Unieski, Quesada, Perez. Yeah. Um, quite an interesting team, actually. Strong team, but a lot of the players are suddenly retired. One. That's yeah. the thing. Like Alexander Onishuk is mostly coaching these days. Uh, yeah, coach of a university team, right? He's a Texas Tech coach, Texas Tech University coach. I, think I actually saw him last night. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's still very good. He has a class, but he's not full professional. The same, I think, with Var. I mean, he's still very good, but. He's more into coaching than playing these days. Mostly coaching, also a coach of uh, St. Louis University. Lazaro Bruzon is also not fully professional. I think he's going to university, right? Is that he finished. Uh, he finished, okay. He went to Webster. So both Bruzon and uh, Quesada, they were actually Quesada is still going to Webster. Bruzon has just finished and I think perhaps graduated. He, he's not on their team anymore. But he's been training a lot, uh, obviously with Le Quang and the coach at Webster and everybody else at Webster. They have this tight group that meets and uh, trains quite uh, regularly. So that's 
Yeah, I. Brizoni is a good player, very, very good mm -hmm. player. He used to be a huge prodigy coming out of Cuba. I think he was 27 plus um, when he was super young and then he had some problems and dropped in level and rating. Uh, but still, extremely, extremely dangerous. What's strike? No, I mean, it's, it's a good team, but uh, you have to compare it to the other teams because we, we don't know what, what exactly. we're Exactly, and actually what struck me as odd was I was looking at the team of uh, Uzbekistan the uh, Olympic champions. Same team, same captain, Sokolov, but no Abdus Atorov, no Bordeaux. Maybe it's just not interesting for him. Hmm. Uh, so we have... Yakuboev, Sindarov, Vahidov, Vohidov, and uh, Abdi Salimov. I assume we won't... Well, there's like another board, right? Oh yeah, there's uh, also Nigmatov. So they have two reserves, but... I haven't heard of these guys. Nigmatov, um, I think I've heard of Abdimalik uh, Abdimsalimov, but not uh, Nigmatov. I mean, it's again a young, strong team, but yeah, Abdimsalimov was a good first board for them. So Huge first boards. Huge miss, yeah. I mean, Uzbekistan, they are the Olympic champions. Yeah. But still, they're a young team. They could be rather inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be surprising either. But still, uh, good team, good, good team, captain. Good team for sure. Uh, South Africa, okay, South Africa probably. Yeah. South Africa doesn't have a reserve and rather heavy underdogs yes. against the rest of the teams. Um, let's see who else. Oh, India, let's see who India is coming with. Okay, Vaibhav as a captain, Suri Vaibhav. Vaibhav, 26 plus. Vidit, okay, Vidit spearheading uh, the team, that's Vidit, nice. very, very good, and around 27.30 now, I think, right? SL Narayanan. Uh, Nihal. Sarin Nihal and Sasikiran. Very good team. As well as uh, Setrama. Okay, Setrama is And, and Gupta, but I, I guess Gupta will not play, play a few games, as yeah. much. But yeah, it's, it's also a very good team. They might be one of the favorites, in fact. Mm -hmm. Although, this team of France that you have is very strong looking. But Maxime, no Fruja. Yeah, no Fruja, but Maxime and Moussard. And by the way, since it's rapid, like Maxime and Jules are also uh, specialists. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very well trained and very good in rapid. And also, Laurent uh, Fres Fresnay, mm -hmm. he's not as much of a professional player, but he's a very good rapid player. He's um, he's actually the champion, I think, in blitz. The current French champion. Yeah. Either in Blitz or, or Rapid. So I'm not France, sure. France is very good. I mean, they, they may even be the favorite. And Lagarde. It looks like I mean, Lagarde is very strong also. And Garamian can play as well when in good shape. He used to be extremely, extremely good. Nowadays, maybe not as active. Um, pretty decent team. Netherlands. Anish, Jordan, Lucas, Van Forest, uh, Warmerdan. And uh, Rabi Kevlishvili. Okay, I mean, Anish and Jordan, very good. Lucas, don't know him so well as a player. Uh, Max, I think, is around 2600. Rabi. Very decent 2600. Also, Lucas is a very decent player. Yeah, it's a good team. It's a very good team. And Rabi is a student that slew. He's not that active. I would assume he's not going to play as many matches, but still a very dangerous guy. 25 30, 25 40. Um, he can definitely play rapid. He's, I would say he's much 
better in rapid than in classical chess. Yeah, this might be a very good rapid team. Although Jordan, I'm not sure if he likes rapid as much as classical because I think he's very successful in classical these days. Also, he's very good theoretically, very yeah. very strong theoretician. Uh, Lucas is one of those like wild players, right? Mm -hmm. Wild openings and. But he knows his openings. I've uh, watched some of his games. He definitely studies. And one thing that I think about Lucas is um, he's very motivated to reach 2600 in classical chess. I think that's one of his main goals. Um, so I would assume that translates to a lot of work, and mm -hmm. which is probably going to be very good for his chess. Uh, China. <laughs> China is bringing a team. I did not expect that. Yeah, China is bringing like their D team. I mean, no, no offense, of course, but like they're, they're missing Ding, Yu Yang Yi. They're missing Bu, Kanji, yeah. they're missing uh, Li Chao, they're Wei. Wei, like all, most of their best players they're missing. It doesn't feel like, Hui Fan like also missing. as quite as strong as the other teams that we saw. But still, still 2600s still all around, Su Xiang Yu, uh, Bai Junxi, Lu Shang Lei, and Li Di, they're all 2600. Mm -hmm. Very decent guys. I probably completely butchered those names. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ukraine. What do we have here? Um, Kovalenko. Kovalenko, really? Wow. So he was playing for Latvia, but went to Ukraine, right? Well, I know he's he's actually fighting in the war right now. He is currently he's fighting in the in war. Fighting. He he's he's fighting in the war. He's been posting a lot on uh -huh. Facebook. Um, he's been on on duty, and actually, he went to uh, the emergency room recently. So I'm very surprised that. He's actually going to play this one. Uh, Ivanchuk obviously hasn't been fighting, but he's been staying in Ukraine. So definitely, yeah. And I think obviously what's happening right now with the situation is going to be very uh, detrimental to overall their performance. Uh, but it could also motivate them a lot. So this is a yeah, very intriguing yeah, team, I would say. Because a lot of, um, even if they're not themselves, in Ukraine, for sure, they have many friends there, yeah. family. Yeah, that can affect I, you. I know that... Um, that will affect you, for sure. Yeah, that Shevchenko is playing very successfully he recently. He's, uh, he's there, is that board four? Board four. Um, also, he's like very good in his fast time controls. That's one of his main strengths compared to classical. It seems he's even more successful at blitz. And uh, I don't know about rapid, but at least at blitz, very successful. And huge fighter. Yeah, he has that fighter's uh, spirit. So it's it's a good team, but not as strong as the others, mm -hmm. I would say. But uh, but a very good team for sure. Poland, all right. Who do, who do we have? Uh, Wojtaszek, Bartel, Piorun, Sochko, Simon Gumulars, and Igor Janik. So no Duda for Poland. Yeah, that's of course a, a downside for them that they don't have Duda uh, because he he's. The strongest player by far in their by far, yeah. by far in their country. Okay, Radoslav is very solid, very experienced. Um, the other guys are good, but but it feels still feels like not as strong as let's say France or Netherlands, right? Yeah, no. I, from what I'm seeing right now, it just feels like France or Netherlands. Also, I mean, Netherlands shouldn't, good. Shouldn't underestimate. But France, I, I I feel like they should be the favorites at least going into this one. Wait and a minute. Israel. Also, India. I mean, India is amazing. Yeah, India as well. Maxim uh, Rothschild. Is Israel, Israeli uh, team. Israel, Tamir Nabati. I haven't seen him play in a very long time. Avital Borchovsky. 
2500, 2550. It's like 2550, yeah. 2550 ish. Smirin, um, Smirin 2600. Everybody knows Smirin nowadays. <laughs> he had a brief stint as a commentator in the English language. Evgeny Postny. I haven't seen any of these players play in a very long time. And Ori Kobo. Yeah, it's a bit of an underdog team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so is a favorite, bit surprising. France, Netherlands, India, I would say. Those Isn't are my, th my three favorites. Zwiddler playing for Israel nowadays? He changed. Zwiddler plays for uh, Israel. Yeah, I heard something about that, but I guess not in time for this event. Probably he hasn't changed federations, and I think if you don't pay a certain amount of money, which is like a pretty serious amount of money, I think it's like 50,000, and you don't have any special exemptions, then you cannot play for two years. So I don't know yeah, if you yeah, paid, the, um, I don't know if the no, this federation paid. No, prob probably not, because I guess there's also some tension there, right? Mm. But yeah, the situation is very, very tough. Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, the, in real life especially, but, uh, but also for chess, I mean, uh, chess players uh, who, you know, disagree with their government, yeah. as, as many uh, Russian players do, you know, find themselves without, uh, without a home as well. Yeah. So, so it's difficult, of course, for um, for all the chess players uh, involved, you know, who were not really affected. Very, very tricky situation, of course. And I actually have a couple of players uh, on my own team that are going through that. Did we miss anybody? Yes, we did. Actually, we missed uh, Spain. Spain. All right, David Mart. No, David Martinez is the captain. Jamie Santos Latasa, who has been making strides actually rating wise. He was close to 2700 recently, 2690. I think he lost a couple of ratings in recent Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because we said like we had the favorite, but now like I see we, we, the teams that we, <laughs> we still we have two more teams are yeah. like probably two of the favorites, you know? Like yeah. Spain is so, so good. With Jamie Santos Latasa, David Anton, Shirov, and Daniel Yufa. Yeah, he went from Russia to Spain. As well as Miguel Santos. Yeah, this team is really good. I mean, like, Santos Latasa is, is a very good rapid player. David Anton is, is also very good. Shirov on third board, very dangerous third board. Yufa, I don't know so well, but I would assume, like, all these young Russian guys, 2580. that he's quite dangerous and rapid. Guy. Yeah. And, uh, but okay, like it seems like the clear favorite is just the team that we didn't mention yet, right? Yeah. Azerbaijan is just like so strong. I mean, Shakriar, Rajabov, Mamedov, really good player uh, when it comes to rapid time controls. Uh, Suleimanli, Gusainov, and Asadli. Yeah, they're also kind of uh, specialists in these uh, time formats. So yeah. So yeah, probably Azerbaijan does have to be given as as a favorite in this event. I think so, big one, Azerbaijan. And the groups look as follows. Group A, China, France, Netherlands, South Africa, Spain, and Ukraine. Group B, Azerbaijan, India, Israel, Poland, United States, and Uzbekistan. So we definitely give uh, Azerbaijan the edge in this one. What else has been happening in the chess world? I think that's. I think we covered a lot of ground. I mean, we covered um, the lawsuit, things that have happened in that one. Actually, not as many things have happened in that one. The SEC, that's going to be a super fun event. Um, that's going to end in the month of, when, when does this, when does that Sometime in December it'll end. So that's December, right? Mm -hmm. November to uh, December. Yeah, dude, I mean, 
Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, the whole lawsuit thing is, it, it started to get boring, right? You know, we had all this action. It now, cooled off. It now, cooled off, for sure. It's so interesting. Once the lawyers get involved, everything just cools off. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about it anymore. And that was um, maybe what Hans was also going for, you know, because yeah. nobody could talk about the situation. Maybe he was getting annoyed because people were talking a lot about it and also profiting yeah. on it somewhat, you know, uh, creating content which, which got the views, of course. And now it's a lot of silence. There's not much... So maybe Hans reached his uh, objective in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely will be having an eye on that one. Um, Magnus coming back for the SEC, that's a big story as well. And uh, yeah, dude, I mean, fun. What do you have planned for next week? Are we doing anything fun? Oh yeah, I have the, myself, I have the collegiate, I have a couple of collegiate events. Collegiate Chess League coming up on Saturday, the finals. Um, two of my players are potentially, well, Grigory Oparin is qualified to the finals and then Mishan Tipov is playing to qualify to the finals. So that's going to be an interesting one. And then we have the uh, Collegiate Blitz Championship coming up on Sunday. So my weekend is going to be pretty busy. What do you have going on for the weekend? Any good plans? And by the way, I, I have to play Ergaisi. Yeah, I think it's on the 23rd. I'm not exactly sure. I think that's when the match is scheduled for. Okay, so that's next Thursday, I think. Then I'm or next Wednesday. Surprisingly, going to go to your place. Oh yeah, you're going to my place, and I'm actually not even going to be there <laughs> to watch your cats. I mean, I didn't. I got roped into it, you know. No, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be uh, it'll be nice, but it'll be a bit weird too. <laughs> So we're going to have to do a Thanksgiving special. You will be at my place and we'll do like a Zoom, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do a Zoom podcast. I'll be in Massachusetts, you'll be at my place, we'll set up something. Yeah, we'll find a way. <laughs> and besides that, not much. I don't have many plans. Um, prep a bit for the, uh, the match against Ergaisi. See how that goes. And I do have something... I can't really talk about it, but mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. coming up, which mm-hmm. will be interesting. I'm, I'm working towards that. There'll be some, some content, you know, that I can't really say what it is yet, but at some point. Looking forward to that, for it's, sure. It's a big, uh, big, big project. project huh? Yeah, big project, a lot of work to do, which should be interesting. Then I guess uh, at some point off to Kazakhstan, World Rapid Blitz. Yeah, but we'll we'll see each other we'll talk, quite a lot we'll talk uh, that, yeah. before that. Excellent. Yeah, comment in the section uh, below if uh, you want to speculate on what the big project is that Fabi is doing. That's going to be interesting. I don't trust the chat to speculate yeah, yeah, yeah. on uh, Ask the chat. anything. <laughs> the All right. will come out. Time for me to get back to Colombia. Time for you to go back to uh, your place and we'll see everybody in the next week. Cheers, guys.